G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. We're back today with one of Australia's great champions of the pro-life cause. His courage never ceases to impress me. In fact, Australian law has been so anti-life, Graham Preston has been jailed six times for his Christian pro-life activism. Well, Graham Preston leads Protect Life and continues to draw attention to the plight of babies in the womb on the streets, while his wife Liz continues to support pregnant women at Priceless Life Centre in the city of Brisbane. Graham Preston, a special welcome back to 2020. Thanks, Neil. Hey, Graham, times are changing quickly and tragically easy for the horror of the ongoing mass destruction of innocent human life, as you call it, when we talk about the abortion issue, uh, sometimes it gets lost in all of the busyness of life and you're concerned even people are forgetting that this is an important cause to stand for. Yes, I think it's, as you said, very easy with so many things happening in the world around us, that, uh, especially now that in throughout Australia abortion has been made legal, it's too easy just to put it on the back burner and uh, pay attention to other things. And uh, sadly, many people uh, think, well, we've lost and uh, we'll just get on with things. But uh, with the destruction of life that happens with abortion, I would urge people not to let that happen. Of course, the way it is branded these days, almost like a measure of health care, And so we might wonder about that question. Do people who perform abortions, abortionists, do they know what they are really doing? I know you've had some conversations of recent times. Take us into some of the depth here, because some people might think it's a fairly innocent pastime that some doctors do. Yes, a recent conversation I had with a young man, uh, probably in his early 20s, he initially refused to believe there was such a thing as an abortionist. He he said, no, nobody could do that for their living. And it wasn't until I gave him a leaflet that I've compiled with uh, comments, uh, quotes from abortionists, where they say that's exactly what they do, that he was willing to believe me. And uh, his response was, that, that, that's insane, the fact that there are people who make their living from killing unborn babies. And um, I thought... It was just so important that, because uh, you know, sometimes people, Christians might have second thoughts, is abortion really killing a baby? And to hear that from the mouths of the people that do it themselves, but to hear that they, yes, they quite readily acknowledge that abortion kills a baby. And so I put together this collection of quotes so that people can see that the abortionists themselves openly admit this. We might wonder if an abortionist chooses that as a career path. Uh, somebody must put them into that sort of path. How how have you uh, how have you made sense of how that works? Yes, well, I honestly 
don't know how anybody who is committed to healthcare, uh, which is what we would normally understand doctors to do, to have that sidetracked and end up taking life instead of preserving life. And it is an extraordinary thing that in our society today that there are healthcare professionals who completely abandon medical principles, ethics, and end up making their living from taking lives. And uh, it is an incredible thing, but it is true that people do do that. And uh, how they end up there, I don't know. Probably each has their own story as to how they've come to that point. But uh, yes, they completely abandon the medical ethic, first do no harm, and make their living by killing. Do they, you think, uh, have some sort of altruistic motive too that somehow thinks that they're doing a favour to a society by performing those things perhaps that other doctors won't? Yes, well, uh, one of the quotes I use is by Dr Beverly McMillan, and uh, happily she is a former abortionist, but she says of that, I wanted to be the world's best abortionist for the good of my patients. Finally, I realised that abortion is not good for women. The truth is that abortion stops the beating heart of a live, growing human being. And so, yes, she was one who did think at some point that uh, abortion could be good, but uh, she eventually came to see that, no, all she was doing was killing a child and it was not good for women at all. You sort of have a choice. Uh, it's human life on the line or a career, and I don't know whether it's a lucrative career. I imagine that when you are a medical professional and perhaps even specially trained, I know that some abortionists are obstetrician, gynecologist types. Uh, is it lucrative, do you think, for, for people pursuing that career and uh, the sacrifice they make is some level of ethics or morality around taking the life of an unborn baby? Oh, yes. It, they certainly do make plenty of money from it. With the number of abortions being done and the amount they get paid, they certainly make a very good financial living out of it, but uh, at an enormous cost for uh, their personal lives. And uh, so, yes, I don't think anybody can be paid enough, though, to make it worth your while to be, to, to be taking the lives of children. Now, I don't know whether this is in Australia or overseas. I'm assuming overseas. But you even have an account of one abortionist who claims to have taken the lives of 50,000 uh, babies. Is that sort of number the type of thing that uh, would, would be typical for, uh, for someone who might be a long-term abortionist? Well, that's probably at the top end of it, but uh, yes, that person is Dr. Forrest Smith, a Californian obstetrician gynecologist, and that is his claim. And uh, here's a quote from him. He says, you can kill a human being, which I admit abortion is, but you have to do it in certain ways. And so he doesn't hide from it that he's killing people. He quite openly admits it and, uh, and is willing to say that, yes, and he's killed 50,000. So it is quite extraordinary that uh, some of them have so hardened their hearts that uh, they almost boast about the number that they have killed. It is quite extraordinary. But doctors don't have to be obstetricians in order to be uh, doing abortions. You just have to have uh, a general practice degree and uh, you can do them. So as so long as you've had um, some particular training, but uh, GPs 
often do the abortions. Uh, let's come back to that quote uh, for a moment. You can kill a human being, which I admit abortion is, but you have to do it in certain ways. Uh, those certain ways are evolving too, aren't they, Graham? And uh, it's becoming more and more an issue around telehealth and sending abortion pills out in the mail. Uh, that's another way yeah. these things are developing. Oh, yes. Now, that is a, a particularly shocking thing, a way that is further corrupting the medical profession. Uh, there are so many general practices around Australia now that do provide the abortion pill. I would encourage all listeners to check with their own doctor and medical practice as to whether their practice provides the abortion pill because the chances are that they might do so because there are hundreds of ordinary doctors now that will provide an abortion pill for a woman. And uh, so, so many more doctors are now being corrupted. It used to just be those that did the surgical abortions at the specialist uh, abortion clinics. But now, with the uh, widespread availability of the abortion pill, uh, doctors, practices all around the country, out in the country, in the cities, everywhere, it's become available. And, uh, and, and tell you, if your practice says that they provide it, we'll just tell them straight out, well, you're not going to be going to see them anymore unless they stop doing that because it's a shocking thing that ordinary doctors now are complicit in uh, killing babies. So having a moral conscience as you do as a Christian, because you recognise here's a baby formed in the womb, uh, created in the image and likeness of God, the thing that gives us all some level of intrinsic value because we're created by God. Uh, when you've got your own medical practice and they're doing that, uh, you technically find yourself being a supporter of that practice that does something that you might find abhorrent. Is that the, the reason why you might take that sort of action and say, no more, I won't support this practice? Yes. I mean, ask yourself if your doctor is prepared to give a pill to a woman kill her baby, how much does he really care about life and how much does he care about you as his patient? So uh, if they're willing to resort to using um, uh, pills that kill in order to supposedly help their patients, uh, can you trust their medical ethics in other areas either? So no, I, don't, I think they should all be boycotted, all doctors' practices that provide the abortion pill. And of course, that almost guilt by association type thing that you might think of uh, when you might say, I'm going to avoid that practice from now on, you can take that to another extreme too, couldn't you? Because as taxpayers, when we pay our taxes and governments legislate and uh, fund abortion or pro-abortion practices uh, through the health system, we're all paying the price there too, aren't we? Uh, I mean, is that some oh, level yeah. of uh, moral guilt by association if you don't protest that? Yes, well, uh, that's a harder one to avoid. As you say, that's just taken out of our taxes. But uh, yes, approximately two-thirds of the cost of a surgical abortion is covered by Medicare. And uh, so by virtue of the fact that we all contribute through taxation to Medicare payments, we are. We are all contributing. And that's been going on for ever since I think Medicare started. So for decades, we've all been contributing financially to the cost of abortions. Uh, now, that's a harder one to avoid because uh, it, effectively we'd have to stop paying our taxes altogether. But we can certainly make objections to our, our parliamentary representatives at the federal level telling them that we do not want to be doing this. 
Graham, you mentioned that when someone questions you, you have this conversation on the streets, uh, that you have a leaflet that you can put into the hands of people. Is that something that if people get in touch with you, they can get a hold of that leaflet and and uh, use oh, yeah, that themselves? Certainly. It's quite eye-opening and uh, because just to see how many people who are either abortionists or pro-abortion spokespeople who are willing to say this. I mean, just a couple more. Uh, Camille Paglia, people might know of her. She's a feminist, outspoken feminist. And she wrote this. Let's take the issue of abortion rights, of which I am a firm supporter. I have always frankly admitted that abortion is murder, the extermination of the powerless by the powerful. Now, (laughs) it's almost unbelievable a person can write that. And she did. She wrote that for Salon magazine that she can say on the one hand that uh, I admit abortion is murder, but I'm a firm supporter of that. <laughs> it is it's beyond belief, but it's, it's sadly it's true. Uh, here in Brisbane, where I live, I went to a public meeting where an abortionist who works here in Brisbane, Carol Portman, was asked the question, when was it conclusively established that abortion does not destroy the life of a child? Now, she was on a panel of speakers, she took the microphone and she conceded that she does not dispute that abortion kills babies. She quite openly said that very day she had killed a baby and uh, had no qualms at all about saying this. On the basis of that, the very next week we held a protest in the city and uh, gave out leaflets to people pointing out that uh, this woman admits openly that she kills babies and the general public didn't care. I mean, it was incredible. We couldn't believe it. We thought, well, this will surely arouse some interest. We have somebody openly admitting in public that she kills babies. The media or the public seem to find that of a concern. And, uh, and, and so it shows just how hard people's hearts have become. It doesn't matter. Even if people say, I kill babies, people just shrug their shoulders and just move on. It's extraordinary. It is confronting when we're also influenced by the propaganda that you'll see in the media, in the media, uh, particularly mainstream media. Uh, the wall pulled over people's eyes when, in fact, people are led to believe that it's just a health procedure. But the abortionists are freely admitting that they know exactly what they are doing in killing a baby. Well, Graham Preston leads Protect Life continues to draw attention to the plight of babies in the womb. You might want to get a hold of that leaflet that Graham hands out. Let me give you a website where you can connect with Graham Preston. Protect-life.info Protect-life.info And Graham's wife Liz continues to support pregnant women at Priceless Life Centre in the city of Brisbane. There's a website too there, pricelesslife.org, pricelesslife.org. Graham Preston, thanks so much for uh, insight today into these issues on 2020. Thanks very much, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.